<laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. Greetings. Hi. Hello. What's up? Guys, we have a big special show tonight. We have a packed house. Of course, we have Mark, Stephen, and Jeff from Hummies VR Comedy. Of course. Still haven't subbed this out to anybody yet, but haven't ruled that out either. We also have some guests with us, Alex and Skiva from Between Realities. Between Realities. That's us. What's up? They're here. Thanks for having They're, us. That's them. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks this is awesome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. 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 Thanks for Very coming. excited. Now we can finally, we've been doing VR for however long we've been doing it. And now we can finally learn about what the hell we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We can you talk about VR on your VR podcast. We don't usually. Really? No. <laughs> it's so it's so weird. I think people get confused all the time. Mm -hmm. We've been making VR content for like four and a half years. We started this thing like two years, right? About two years ago, or almost. I and think now, I think closer to three, but yeah. It's like you know what we uh, we need to learn about what VR is and and like connect with people in the VR community, you know. And you guys, I see you guys all over the place. I see your podcast all over the place. You're in VR news and stuff. So we're excited to have you on. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. Um, Very cool. Thanks. First, so we, I, I watched a bunch of your episodes and I was like, wow, these guys didn't mention VR one time. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. So, you know, there's Thank that. You. Okay. Yeah. My, my favorite joke uh, that comes up from Chad and Twitch pretty regularly from when people come in, uh, usually new people, uh, some long timers too, is one, this is not VR. And two, this is not comedy either. <laughs> they get very pissed off and confused. And I, I get it. I, it's, uh -huh. it's lying, but I, I get it. It's, it's a big joke. You know? yeah, we yeah. have the one thing and then we just stamp that name on everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys Easy. are VR or no, your hummies VR comedy. That's who you are. That's your brand. And right. this is the Hummies VR Comedy Podcast. I mean, it's it, you know, it's on them for looking at the name and trying to derive anything from it, you know? Mm. There we That's go. That's true. It is their fault. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all fault. your audience's fault. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, you have to be an idiot to watch this anyway, I think. That's absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Stuff, no disagreement. <laughs> Our stuff, it takes a while to catch on to what we're doing. <laughs> if you ever do. Or stick around that long. Uh, but first, we've got a little business to take care of. Mm. We've got our word. And guys, Alex and Skiva, if you would like to play along, you are, you are more than welcome to. Uh, we are currently doing words from other languages that don't have English translations. There's not a one-to-one -one mm. version of the English language. This week's word is Yakima's. Wow. I give you guys the word, and then you have to tell me what the definition of that word is and what country it comes from. Can you spell it? I can. Okay. Will you spell it? I will. I will. Yes. Okay. Thank you. It's better. See, That's better. You get it. Y-A-K-A-M-O-Z. Yakamaz. It reminds me of that Leslie Nielsen joke where it was the movie where... <laughs> 
he goes up to someone and says, oh, excuse me, do you know where the hospital is? And they say, yes. Yeah. And they walk yes. away. <laughs> I, believe I believe it's airplane. When he's walking through really? the terminal, he asks somebody who's walking like a, across a different direction. And the other guy never breaks stride, just keeps on moving. I know. Yeah, I think that's... Airplane's literally timeless comedy. Like, I'm uh, pretty sure yeah. that movie will be hilarious for the rest of time. Forever. Yeah, that's right. It's Forever. so good. <laughs> mm, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, this is this this is two episodes in a row now that we've brought up Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, no conspiracy, just interesting. Okay. Three episodes is a conspiracy, but we'll see if we hit that. Anybody have any guesses for the word? Yakamas. Yakamas. <laughs> It is. It is when you have thrown up too much meat, <laughs> and that comes from the country where they have a lot of meat. Uh, Poland, Poland, a lot of meat in Poland. Yep, that's not a bad guess. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yaka, yaka, yakuza. I think like yakuza. Maybe it's Japanese. Maybe it's uh, mm. um, some kind of uh, a fighting move. Oof, that's not yeah. I like that one a lot. Actually. <laughs> My imagination went wild when you said that. I saw like Street Fighter and like Hadoukens and yes. stuff like that flying out. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, exactly. Uh, I'm going to say Yakimaz is uh, Russian, and it's when the ice is uh, too thin to walk on. Whoa, good one. Wow. <laughs> okay. That might be the smartest guest we've mm. had on this podcast. <laughs> or guest? does he know yes, how to use right. Google? <laughs> oh. yeah. hey, no, I'm 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 no cheating on this on this podcast, not this one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What's Yakima's Skiva? Uh that's obviously when you throw up on your mom, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, I Yakima's your mom up. last night. <laughs> Just a little Yakima's. Yeah, from uh, like Yemen or something, right? I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Isaac, we we've go. covered a lot of places. We got one of us has to be right. One of you has to be right, except that you're not, which is interesting. May possibly more interesting than the word. Mm. <laughs> the definition of this word is the reflection of moonlight on water. Ah, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. It's a okay. Turkish word. Turkish. Wow. I was close to the meat. Word. You were. <laughs> I'm going to start an instrumental post-rock band and call it Yakima's. <laughs> Sounds yeah. perfect. Right? I'll listen. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and then also just a, one other piece of, uh, of, of uh, not news, business, I guess, is I, last, last episode, I was just editing last, uh, last week's episode, and I, I, I realized I went hard on wasps. <laughs> I went... I went really hard on wasps, and I I I start I honestly started to feel bad or badly or possibly both about like sharks. Sharks are not our enemies. People have made them out to be, and that's why I don't want to be the catalyst. I don't want to be the one that starts everybody going out and attacking wasps, and the next thing they know, they're endangered. Mm-hmm. I don't want that on me. Sure. So, just putting it out there. It could Maybe. be too late. It's been a whole week since our last episode. This so. might be the most amount of defending of wasps I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm pretty sure right. every it's like hated across the board. Like I don't yeah, know I'm anybody who loves wasps. <laughs> I do not like wasps. Yeah. Oh. See? Let's make wasps. Yeah, let's make them extinct. 
I'm, I'm down just trying that. to clear there you my go. conscience. I don't mm-hmm. really care what anybody else does. I just don't. I want to be able to sleep at night. Well, I think you started sure. this, and I think everyone else is going to finish it. Yeah. No, it's too late. I mean, yeah. did... You are. It's. It is your fault. <laughs> Threat or promise. <laughs> I mean, you know, but there's she... bees. Bees can sting you, but they make honey. So there's something Bee. good there. What do wasps do? Yeah. They're just dicks. Yeah, they're right? dicks. Yeah. Point. Look, I'm yeah. between you and me. I'm with you. I like yeah. same page, but like for everyone else, go easy on the wasps. You know. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure. Between realities podcast. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Guys. Guys. Get in here. Yes. <laughs> Finally, um, for the listeners out there. They're the podcast to go to. All the VR questions you have, but we're too afraid to ask, including us. Um, Alex and Skiva, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your podcast is. I will. I'm Alex. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Um, Between realities, it's uh, we our little like tagline that we came up for it is the the VR podcast uh, from the philosophical gamers perspective. You know, we love VR, right? And we're gamers first at the end of the day. Um, It was our love of gaming, I think, that ultimately led us to enjoying virtual reality. Um, But it's the mind-blowing nature of the technology that led to the conversations that ultimately birthed the podcast. Um, Skiva and I uh, became friends, and I guess I'll let him tell the details of that story. Uh, But we became friends and, you know, started smoking weed in his backyard and having like deep conversations about the tech and realizing that, you know, holy crap, man, like this is nuts. Like, you know, we're actually emulating different realities and blah, you know, just like typical like stoner conversations. But in reality, it really, uh, it really is something special. And, uh, I think we both believe that we are scratching at the surface of something way more profound than just a cooler way to play video games. And that's what we try to get into as often as we can on our podcast you know now a lot of times well, every time we have we do a show we have a guest from within the vr space someone who's either like an influencer or you know a, a developer or something like that somebody who's doing something in the vr space and depending on like what they do and you know the kind of you know their style kind of shapes the conversations that we have but for the most time most of the time whenever we can we like to kind of like peel away some of those layers and you know have like deeper conversations that maybe maybe aren't typical of you know vr content on youtube uh, or in podcasts and we try to have as much fun as possible while we're doing it you know it's very candid uh very conversational very chill you know lots of laughs um what do you think skeeve anything that i'm missing here no i think you covered it well you know we 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 really try to get people that that we feel are making a splash in the vr community and uh and bring them in and you know talk to them just see what they're about and and how they think and uh you know, talk about the tech that we love. So, yeah. Mm, What tech do you use? What headsets are you using? Oh boy. So, I mean, we got a lot of headsets. Uh, My daily driver is a Valve Index, uh, but I also use my Quest 2 a lot, you know. Um, um, You know, I've been playing with a Pimax AKX lately and, uh, um, you know, anything we can get our hands on, really. I want to play with it all. Pretty much, yeah. I use a Vibe Pro mm. 2 and a Quest 2 almost like 50-50. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, we started out with the original Vive a long time ago, and I think nice. we slowly evolved to Index. I think Mark's mm-hmm. still using the Vive? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. So index, hold index contr- hand hands. That's about it. Yeah. And knuckles. Yeah, knuckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so. You know the the original Vive. Like I didn't have it. You know, I my first headset was the Quest or it was PlayStation VR and then Quest One and then I got a Vive Pro. A Vive Pro. So I never I didn't spend a whole lot of time with the Vive, but all my memories of it were like pretty good you know i like remember that thing being pretty awesome and we just did an expo here in phoenix where we uh basically set up a free play vr station and let hundreds of people come through there and play vr for free it was so much fun uh but we brought an original vibe with us thinking that we would use it and i pulled the mosquitoes and i pulled that thing out of the bag and there's just this like crusty floppy head strap on it and it's just like this cable coming off of it that's all strapped in i was like oh god like yeah. man this thing's not as awesome as i remember we're not using this right yeah <laughs> yeah it's it was weird to see it come back a few years ago like i was like all right Hey, I've seen this before. Back, <laughs> back in the '90s, I think it was when I that first one came out with the huge machine you would step into with the huge thing. And oh yeah, yeah. I virtuality? remember waiting. Was it a virtual? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, think that, yeah. I think that was it. I remember waiting in line at an arcade to play it, and then finally getting in there and be like, "Oh, this is horrible." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, see that that thing like got me obsessed. I tried that thing in the '90s. Right, mm-hmm. I got in there with my, my sister. Got in the one next to me, and 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 I got in the one, and we saw each other in VR in like glorious mm. twenty frame a second, barfastic, <laughs> you know, was it VR. Multiplayer back then, it I was. It was. I didn't experience that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my first VR experience was multiplayer, and it was oh. a game called Dactyl Nightmare, and it was on the virtuality or virtuosity or shoot, I can't remember exactly. What it's I think it's now, virtuality. But, Oh yeah. my God, I remember that name. Yeah. And I thought it was, oh, dude, it melted my brain. Like, like it wasn't that I thought the tech was perfect right then and there, but I saw immediately, I saw like the whole future of this technology and where it was going to go and uh, the types of things that were going to be capable in it. And it just, ever since I was completely obsessed and, uh, you know, watched the lawnmower man eight trillion times and uh, yeah, couldn't <laughs> wait for VR to be a thing. So. Dude, I just watched it two nights ago. The Lawnmower Man. Did you? While I, was, oh, really? yeah, <laughs> while I was at Game On Expo, I bought a copy of The Lawnmower Man for Super Nintendo, complete in box with the instruction booklets and the inserts and everything. And I'm so oh. proud of it. I, it's gorgeous. Um, I grew up playing that game, but not really watching the movie because I, I was born in 1987. So I was like still kind of young when that movie came out. Uh, but I just watched it a couple nights ago. Not my first time, but my first time in a while. And I can't believe how close to some of my favorite conversations the plot line of that movie is. It is so awesome. Like there's a couple of cheesy scenes and obviously the get the graphics are like cutting edge, you know? So some of them you go like, okay, that decent attempt guys. Um, but for the most part, I actually really, really loved it. And if you guys haven't watched the lawnmower man in a while, go back and watch it because now that VR is kind of starting to take off a little bit, it actually poses some awesome ethical and philosophical questions that, uh, I think are maybe hold a little bit of water. Right, Lawnmower Man starring. I've never seen it. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yep, yep. He's my gold. He's my my 007. I I grew up playing Goldeneye, you know? Yeah, he's he's the star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched Lawnmower Man. I played in it with Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, that was a good one. Which yeah, I don't Reeves. think I've ever seen, but I, I know of somehow. Is that is, is that, that Keanu? That's a Keanu. That's a whole different thing. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> I'll, I'll do this on my own time. 
There's a lot of a lot of good movies about about the you know what everyone imagined the tech would be, and uh, in a, in a lot of ways we've surpassed a lot of that, and um, in some ways we haven't. But uh, yeah, it, we're still evolving, and it's going to be it's just going to get better and better. I can't can't wait. I think I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast, but my first '90s experience with with virtual reality. I hid in between some rows at a Blockbuster when they were closing down and I got locked in there overnight when they had their Virtual Boy set up and I played Virtual Boy for an entire night. From <laughs> Is that real? That's real. amazing. <laughs> Dang. I, just I love that. The, 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 uh, the, the cash register M&Ms, you know, right there by the register and the unpopped popcorn that they had. And just played Virtua Boy tennis and threw up the entire night. <laughs> Where were your parents? <laughs> Who knows? Jeff, are, are you just, just leave your kid in a blockbuster twenty four hours? <laughs> Jeff, are you well, just saying a plot of a movie? <laughs> I know. I barely believe this. <laughs> yeah, is this real? Because I do not know this story. <laughs> no, this is not real. Okay. Oh okay. damn! Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. I was so time. inspired. Like, I was so inspired. Uh, I was gonna go Man, get lost in a blockbuster. There, there was there was a one thing that gave it away that I knew it wasn't real because I I have a virtual boy and I had one since right when it came out, and uh, I I used to uh, uh, like drop acid and play that thing for like nine <laughs> hours at a time, <laughs> and like you get out of that thing after like eight hours or nine hours in it, and it's all red, right? The red and black are the only colors uh-huh. in there. And you get out and your red cones in your eyes were just done. And the entire world in real life would just be green. Like everything was just green afterwards. Yeah. Dude, it is crazy (laughs) what looking at screens for a long amount of time will do to your eyes, which is I can Mm -hmm. totally understand why they say like you got to be 12 to put a VR headset on because I'm pretty sure it will absolutely fuck you up if you're not careful. Um, There was a time when uh, I spent two or two and a half days straight doing nothing i like literally nothing but playing uh the legend of zelda a link between worlds on my 3ds and if you've never used a 3ds they actually use stereoscopic 3d yeah, on that device that. So you could look at it and like that shit popped out and it had depth and it was really 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 cool and i did nothing but use that for three days two and a half days and i finished the game ah closed it up that was fun let me go play a regular computer game now and i went and sat down at my computer and i shit you not those two dimensional images on my screen were 3d without any kind of stereoscopic or anything i literally trained my eyes to see three-dimensional images by doing nothing but staring at that stereoscopic image for three days and no way. It, it was tripping me out so hard i was fucking freaking out i was like screaming at my remotes i'm like oh god guys like this is so crazy like this isn't 3d right now and uh yeah it's it's wild man your eyes can definitely uh adapt and, and sh- get shaped and it's should be careful how long did that last for that effect it's the night that... the night okay, yeah okay. i woke up in the morning and and it was all gone but probably for a, a, you know two or three hours after i was done with that play session just regular standard flat screen cartoon images were Jeez. weird well, it's when like you guys... the, the rock band effect where you play that for for long oh. enough or, or a guitar hero and you just you see everything wave, wave up. upwards yeah. yeah oh dude so you guys know the game the tetris effect I don't know if you've ever played it, but if you haven't, that is a highly recommended experience. It is 
beautiful and like it's like soul touching i was like fighting tears the first time i played it it's so good <laughs> um but the tetris effect is named after an actual like scientific research effect called the tetris effect and they did a study with people that had short-term memory loss that like could not remember their like normal actions during the day and they had these people play tetris for like two or three hours during the day and then you know at night they would like talk about what they're experiencing or whatever. And none of these people who have this problem with their memory can remember playing the game. But after a while, multiple people would report laying in bed at night and seeing shapes like falling and clicking in and like clearing lines and stuff like that. And so even though they didn't remember the action, it actually like jumped past that and like put something into their memory that like played in front of them. And they called that the Tetris effect. Wow, that's like uh, oh, Queen's Gambit or something. Yeah, 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 exactly, just... exactly. But that's oh. but you don't remember playing the game. So like out of nowhere, you're seeing these shapes and you're like, whoa, what's this? This is pretty crazy. I don't remember <laughs> playing. Damn. Well, when, you guys, when you guys first started in this new generation of VR, did it, did it make you sick at first or did you kind of push past that and try to like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Or is it was like, no, no, I can... Mm. I can do no, that's this. That's a good question. And then, you know, and then like, I, I think we all had that at first, but then it takes everyone like a few hours of getting over it. And then. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I started on a Rift CV one. Well, I started on a PlayStation VR and there wasn't a lot that got me super sick on there. But I remember when I, when I got uh, the Rift, the original Rift CV one, and I, I popped on a game called air car, right? Where you're flying around like a flying car. And man, I like kind of barrel rolled that thing and I almost threw up. That was the first game that really got me sick. And, and, you know, but you know, I've pretty much lived in VR since then. And then mm -hmm. you can throw me around in there. I do crazy things to me now and nothing's going to Yeah. Me, there's but. a few factors that go into it. You know, like the, the stuff that you're doing in the game, like the actual action, I think goes a long way. Like, is it a roller coaster or are you playing Beat Saber? You know, like mm -hmm. two huge, completely different experiences. And then the quality of the experience too. Some developers nail mm -hmm. it. Like they just crush it and it doesn't make you sick. And another developer making the same game would have you ralphing, you know? Yeah. So it, yeah kind of depends but you know i think the term vr legs when compared to the term c yes. legs really is by far the best way mm -hmm. to think about mm -hmm. it because you know people like will almost throw away virtual reality because it makes you sick you know but the i i, I refer to the sea legs thing as a as an analogy and it's like listen people don't throw away boats because you get sick when you stand on one you know, like people still go boating, even though it makes them uncomfortable. You just have to get used to it. You know, it's like when yeah. you get uncomfortable, get off the boat. When you're back to normal, get back on it. Before you know it, you're going to be a captain sailing the seven seas, not giving a shit. You know, right. mm -hmm. where would you throw away a boat anyway? You know, how do you throw one away? <laughs> you yeah. drill a hole Matter in cannot it. be created or destroyed. <laughs> uh, air car, is that the one where it's like a night city and it's raining and you're flying? Yeah, 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 and you're okay. flying the the little car thing, the we, flying car we, around. Yeah, and you can, you know, spin around and do all kinds of crazy things. And yeah, maybe yeah. sick. But we but did being, play that once. Yeah, I think yeah. we were pretend, I was pretending to be a taxi, taking these guys around, and they were different personalities. Yeah, different characters. <laughs> yeah, that kind of um, stuff will still get me to this day. You know, like I play tons of VR, but like if I play No Man's Sky and I get into like a crazy dog fight and I'm upside down, spinning, flipping, a few minutes of that. And I might have to take my headset off. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a pretty normal thing. Like when you think about it, right? You should, you technically should get sick at first, right? When you, when you do something that you've, that you've done before, your body thinks it knows how it should be reacting. It should feeling, it should feel G forces or you, you should feel movement when you're doing the movement in, in VR. It doesn't understand the visuals are there, the audio is there, but you're not, your body isn't responding correctly. So it thinks you ate something bad, right? So back in the day, like, oops, I ate some poisonous mushrooms. I better throw that shit up, right? So it makes you sick and, and you barf, but eventually your body gets used to it and it realizes, oh, okay, okay. No, I get, I get what's happening here. Right. It's like actually yeah. a physiological response to yep. your brain, not knowing what the hell is going on. It's like, <laughs> oh, I must be poisoned because that's the only explanation for what I'm experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. As I'd say we're all fans or advocates of VR. Like, should we come up with a a beginner's list or guide of games, like the least barf-inducing games, but most impressive? Yeah, what do you use to with? introduce people? Yeah. yeah, so that they don't go, they don't start with uh, VTOL or something and then just immediately mm-hmm. puke. So say, this weekend, we live in Phoenix, Arizona, Skiva lives in Mesa. I live in Phoenix. They're close by. Um, in Phoenix, every year when a global pandemic isn't destroying everything, there is an event called Game On Expo, which is basically a celebration of video gaming. And, you know, there's retro games, current games, tabletop games, Dungeons and Dragons, like vendors, tournaments, rock band on a stage. Like if you name it, if it's gaming related, it's there. Except VR. And that's why we started going because that we needed to have some kind of VR representation for this thing. So this year it was amazing. We got a huge space, multiple friends that helped us volunteer to pull this thing off. And we ran 11 headsets simultaneously for three days straight in this space and gave so many people their first time VR experience. And uh, the games that we had available was a pretty highly curated list with exactly the intention of making sure that everyone who came to that thing had a fantastic time, didn't get sick, didn't get uncomfortable, weren't encouraged to like run across the room because of the gameplay, you know, that kind of stuff. And we did over a thousand VR demos over the three days and not one person oh. got sick and not one person got hurt. So that's incredible. Wow, it is incredible. Job. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm very proud. I am very should, proud of yeah. everyone. Yeah, it was so are- rad. Mm-hmm. So we most of the calls, we did, but games that don't, that, that don't move you through space is a huge one, right? I love beat saber for first timers because there is nothing in beat saber that encourages the player to move their feet at mm-hmm. all. Like, with the exception of a wall coming in, but you can explain to someone that you lean for those not run and you're pretty much good. So games that like, don't encourage the player to move that are like, stay here, don't move. Everything will come to you. I think is huge for first timers. Um, you know, games that don't require a lot of button manipulation because not everyone who tries VR for the first time is good at manipulating thumbsticks, button combinations, you know, that kind of thing. Beat Saber is great because you can just pick up the thing and swing it. You know, it's, it's awesome. But, uh, we demoed a ton of games, Beat Saber, Richie's plank experience, Propagation mm. VR, Job Simulator, Demio, Astrobot, Tetris Effect, uh, Pistol Whip, uh, Smash Drums, Swordsman, and I think that's all of them. That's great. And Damn. it was fantastic. Good, we good had a blast. Address. 
Yeah, that plank uh, one, I remember doing that for the first time in my house without a plank, just on normal ground because I didn't know what it was. And I remember doing that and I had my buddy over and you get to the edge and you get down on all fours. You're just like, this is, <laughs> it's so wild how badly that can trick your brain, how you have to override your brain. Like, you're in your room. You're in your room. You're in your room. <laughs> yeah. And Skiva made a plank. Oh, wow. I made when they fold it up and hinges so we could get it in the car and then unfold at the, at the expo <laughs> oh, wow. because it adds so much, right? And we made it, it does, intentionally yeah. a little wobbly, put some stuff on the bottom so it wobbled just a little bit. So you stand on there and like, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> you know? That is great. It was, it was oh. funny. We, uh, last time we did this, the last expo we did, uh, we, we, there was this like little old lady and she got up there and she walked back and came back and, and there was this big burly biker guy, like right after him, right? Like all these leathers and like, you know, acting like a badass. And I'm like, look, dude, um, if you can't handle it, it's okay. Pull the headset off, you know, well, no worries. You know, it it can be pretty intense. And he's like, Oh man, don't, ah, are you serious? Right. And then, and then he, you know, you go up in an elevator and the doors open and there's the plank that goes, off the building and his legs started shaking and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He's like, he didn't wow. even take a step. <laughs> he pulled yeah, the no way. Off. It was so yeah. funny. Yeah. He was yeah, in the headset yeah. for like 40 seconds. And then he was like, yeah. uh-uh. nope, nope. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'll be damned. That's great. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, we should have been there. Oh, it's it's fun, curious. dude. It is fun, man. We had a blast. And so many people like hung out with us. All weekend. Like I say, we did over a thousand VR demos, but that doesn't mean that we had a thousand unique visitors. We had yeah. some people who were like, okay, that was dope. What's that one? What's that one? Mm-hmm. What's that one? What's that one? And they would like go from station to, st- to station, playing every single game, like getting as many different experiences as they could. That's awesome. Wow. You're it was doing a VR really- a good service there. And yeah. honestly, yeah. Yeah. we get to live vicariously. You know, it's been years since we've like put a headset on and been like, what you know? <laughs> yeah. and like we get to live vicariously through every pre- person who came up to that booth and we just put the headset on and was like no way all oh, right like, Do you remember yes that? way <laughs> <laughs> we, we, brought, we brought haptic suits and everything mm-hmm. yeah, so, haptic yeah, we vests. yeah. Mm-hmm. i haven't messed with those yet uh i'm afraid <laughs> to yeah that the haptic suits plus a horror game i don't know i don't know if i could it's and just... we had one propagation vr it is super intense. So intense that we gave like hardcore disclaimers to every single person who was interested. We were like, hey, this is really, really intense. You know, like this triggers you fight or flight. You might really die. <laughs> yeah. Like if, and if you die in there, you die in real life. So you're going to have to be good. Um, and then there was like eight-year-olds. And they're like, sounds great. Put me in. And we're like, where are your parents? And the parents are like, send them. Send them. So we're like, fuck, okay. And okay. we put them in there, and there's kids who weren't even using the guns. They were like, I'm going to slap them around. And this this kid did only melee. He put his gun away and just waited for all the zombies to get up close just so we could punch them. And I, there's no way I could do that. So here in my 30s, this eight-year-old has way more, way more bravery and courage than I do. Mm. That's funny. There he is. Yeah, was good. Are- that was the one game that we had a close call with. Yeah, right. somebody almost okay, fell over. Okay. Yeah, and it was okay, it was one. one it was someone that said, you know, they they came over with their girlfriend, and they're like, she has to do this, and I'm like, yo, you don't have to do this, you know. I'm like, this is super intense. Are you okay with like really scary things being right up in your face? And she's like, oh, I'll be fine. And I'm like, 
all right but you know a zombie got up in her face and she backed up and and kind of ran backwards a little bit tripped over a computer knocked over a, oh, a, a, a tripod almost went over a table and alex caught her so that was oh. the only close call we had prepared <laughs> wow. jeez well i mean it, dude you can okay. see it starting to happen yeah like, right. she's like yeah. stumbling all over the place and screaming and it's like okay we better <laughs> we better spot this because uh i have a feeling it's about to lose control <laughs> do you think they'll well mark you had a question i like about adding stuff to vr right yeah there was a, I, I remember something coming out that was like uh trying to add more senses to vr like smell and how would they uh, yeah what do, it, do you guys know anything about that or like yeah. do, do, do would you guys encourage total immersion of like dude fucking taste feel whatever <laughs> um all that or are you like you know what let's just stick with the eyes i'm gonna so, go with yes on all of those things okay. right yes yeah. bring it all we have good mm -hmm. friends of ours that are that are helping to make the the, the smelling module for vr really yeah wow yeah, yeah. called so, celia is is one of the the couple of them that are that are out there and uh it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome they have an experience where you're like on a uh like on a, a dock thing in, in, in New York. What was that? What is that, that place with the, I don't know, with all the, the amusement rides and stuff. Right. But you're walking along and you can smell the popcorn. Tony Island. Yeah. Like uh, Tony Island type experience. Yeah. And you're walking along, you smell the coffee and you go by a donut place and you pick up the donuts and you smell them. And it's like, wow, that's legit. I mean, so why would you just stop a vision? Yeah. Right? I mean, you want it right. VR is about immersion, right? It, but, mm -hmm. but the way our bodies work, it's not just sight. Right. It's sight. It's it's feeling. It's touch. It's smell. It's it's you know, it's all of these things. And, um, you know, sound, obviously good sound is so important to a good VR experience. Mm -hmm. I say the more the more, the better. I want I want immersion until I forget that I'm in an experience. Dude, the <laughs> R, yeah. the R in VR is really not to be taken lightly. You know, like this this experience that we're all having right now is a sensory perception experience. This whole thing, I mean, other, I mean, other than the, the more mystical, like energetic things that might exist in this world, but for the most part, you know, the one that we all agree that we're all currently experiencing together is a sensory perception experience. It's what your eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and, and nerves are telling you is happening. So VR, as it currently stands, is already getting the job done at a very impressive level by putting a flashing light over your eyeballs and sound patterns into your ears. You add mm -hmm. the haptics of the controllers, that's three. So right there, we're like three out of the five, and that's compelling that's profound mm -hmm. that's enough to make you fall over because you think a zombie's about to punch you in the face imagine smelling the rotting flesh imagine Ugh. feeling the moisture on the air you know like those aspects of it are a hundred percent going to make these experiences closer and closer and closer to what we all agree this sensory perception experience is like and it's just going to keep peeling away the layers and getting closer and closer and closer until we get to a point where it's literally indistinguishable and then we can shift into experiences as we see fit, whatever it is that you want to be in, whatever you want to participate in, the option will be there. So some play tester has to go through several different iterations of rotting flesh to see if yes, uh, that one a little too rotten, mm. yeah. less, less rotten. I don't want that job. <laughs> you know, mm. I didn't. Um, I this wasn't a question that I prepared, but now that you're talking about it, there's a movie, uh, Stephen and Jeff. I don't know if you saw it, Ready Player One. Was it was it that with the virtual reality? Mm -hmm. Did you guys see that movie? Yeah, yeah. It is a VR 
movie and book. And the book is phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. I heard I heard it is, yeah. I can't read. So I watched the movie and <laughs> <laughs> um and and it was it kind of was like, okay, is this is this what we want? I mean, is this in a sense like if if you can go home, I was telling to the, these guys before, if you can go home and maybe maybe just life life just is okay. It's okay, but you put on that VR headset and now you have all those senses and all that stuff. The whole Ready Player One. If you haven't seen it, watch the movie, or better yet, read the book if you know how. And um, <laughs> um, just that whole life. Do you think that is a good thing? I mean, it kind of gives people uh, an escape, right? But some, I mean, we we're you know you're even talking about like people like buying fucking land now in like I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, 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 you guys think that's just insane, or is that like? I think it's cool as shit. I mean, so I'll, I'll start and I'll say that personally, I kind of feel that like ready player one is almost the like steampunk version future of mm-hmm. where VR could potentially be going, you know, like zipping up a suit in the back of the van with an omnidirectional treadmill that you're using your real legs to push around. Like yeah. that is like, I think it's like a potential path, but I almost view that as like the dirty steampunk dystopian style path, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, or cyberpunk dystopian style path. Uh, what I think if, if I had to guess, the future where I see this kind of stuff going is more like along the lines of something like lucid dreaming, where like you're experiencing a reality and you can shift it based on your intention and based on your willingness to shift it. You know, like, I don't know if you've watched a lot of um, uh, Black Mirror, but Black Mirror Mm -hmm. does such a good job of taking some stabs at like how tech in the future might actually manifest itself. And there's an episode where uh, this guy enters a virtual space that's like um, like the Starship Enterprise, you know, he's like the captain of of a of a Star Trek ship, and how he gets in is by putting this little M M&M and M shaped bead on his temple, and boom, he's gone. It like shoots into his brain, like hijacks the electrical impulses and creates the reality for him. You know, I, that's kind of where I see these kind of pushing forward, less like gears turning and electrical impulses, you know, like on the suit and stuff and more like getting in here and yeah. getting it at the source, you know, so that way I don't have to mm. use my real legs to run. I just shift into an experience where I'm perceiving all of that like a dream. And then I wake up and I'm like, Oh, duff, that was dope. Crazy. Right, yeah. That's, I think I may have seen that episode, but you know, I, I was listening to one of your episodes where you mentioned lucid dreaming and I think Alex, you're, you're able to, you've, I've done it before. I've done it before. It is. I have not been able to, I've tried. There's like a training thing you do where you try. It's no joke. A lot of people say that they do it, you know, and, uh, I don't believe them to be completely honest. Really? (laughs) When I went lucid, it was insane insane like blew my goddamn mind i was like holy shit this is reality like this feels exactly like everything else that i experience like one-to-one like your brain does not know the difference so when you realize that you're awake in a dream it's like questioning it right now Mm -hmm. like you have to literally be willing to question this is this (laughs) a dream and you have to say really confidently to yourself, yes or no. You know, I like to check the time, you know, and like verify the date and time. It's like, okay, it's 6.53. 
August, whatever, you know, like that is the date and time. I can't be wrong about that. You know, there's like wow. confirmations that you can do. Um, yeah, that's but, right. Did you do the re- did the reality check or have the totally. token that you look at to do it every and- day? If you, if yeah. you do it all the time, it will see, cause here's the thing. When I first started getting into it, I thought that I was going to enter this like realm of, of, uh, I don't know, of like zero consequence, you know, like I can do anything I want. I can, I can will into existence, any experience that I would like. So let's like go, go lucid and then invite a hundred supermodels over and go crazy. Like Rick and Rick and Morty when he hangs out with unity, you know? So (laughs) I remember one time I went lucid and I looked over at a park bench and she was there. She was gorgeous like waiting you know and i was like oh my gosh like there she is and then i'm like what am i gonna do like walk over and like start removing this woman's clothes or something it's fucking weird you know like you still are quintessentially yourself even though you're dreaming and even though you can realize that you're in this consequence free environment so it actually started to get me to change my life a little bit because i needed to be willing to embrace opportunity when it presented itself in a way that was conducive to my character and say yes to things and like be pushing forward because so often I would find myself presented with opportunities to do stuff that I would enjoy, but like I prevented it or I stopped it or I wasn't willing to let go of something. You know what I mean? So I do Mm. think that by exploring that path, you can actually learn to live a life that is more liberating. And I think that some of those behaviors actually translate and they have to translate because you are you here and you're also you when you're dreaming and, and asleep. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause like, obviously going up and talking to strangers is a fucking nightmare. And especially if there's like snakes involved where it's like, Oh, this is a beautiful, beautiful woman I want to talk to. And then in real life and then in your dream, you're like, should I say hello? No, it's fucking stupid. Don't say hello. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to be willing to do it in your real life. The the behavior has to translate. So if you do a reality check, Every time something feels weird or, or three times a day, if you like promise yourself to do it all the time, one day you're going to be dreaming. And one day you're going to look at that coin or whatever, and it's going to not be there. Or the time is going to, you're going to look at your phone. It's going to be like not even readable. And you're going to be like, wait a second. No, no. Mm. And I, I literally, I like, I woke myself up every almost every single time because I got so hyped, like heart, yeah. heart rate increases, like, Oh my God. (laughs) And boom up like, ah, if only I was more, more calm and more collected. Uh, Damn. Yeah. So in ready player one, their reality is pretty crappy, right? Uh They're uh, it's overpopulation. Everything's controlled by mega corporations. They live in this stacks, which is like trailer, trailers like stacked on top of each other million miles high right and everything is is really crappy um but you ask like like the virtual reality part of it like is that kind of what we want if we're if we lived in a terrible dystopian future like that i would argue why wouldn't you want to go to a place where you could be happy right because at the end of the day what's the difference between being happy feeling that emotion inside of virtual reality experience or feeling it in real life if you don't have the exact means to pull that off in real life, right? So what would be better, living happy in a VR world or living miserable in the real one? Yeah. The yeah. Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just going to say yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's totally, yeah. It's the, the conversation with Cypher. It's the Matrix. Like that is the question. And I would say, I would argue, I, I would maybe be Team Cypher in the Matrix when it comes down to it. <laughs> You know, like, keep, damn, keep this steak tastes good. This steak yeah, tastes yeah. good. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Stick me in the tank. I'm <laughs> with, done with this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, getting strange. I <laughs> usually we transition into uh, part of part of what we do. Also, is we we bring up these random science topics of the world that's happening today. And yeah, we we talk about weird stuff a lot, science stuff. I have a science article. I want to read it to you guys and see what you think. Nice. Is that uh, is that cool? This is from yeah. Let's uh, do it. Interesting engineering. It says the title says. We only read titles, by the way. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> honestly, I'm already bored. Yeah. Mark can't read, so I, I read titles. Right. It says. Humans could breathe out of their buttholes like pigs, and trials will begin this year. <sighs> okay. All right. First of all, like pig, I didn't know pigs could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. First of all, uh, yeah, they fart out of their mouth too. Are, I mean, are we <laughs> sure that they can? I don't know. Just assuming that this is <laughs> yeah. That, this is a this is the problem is that we believe it. Yeah, yeah, what's your written. source? <laughs> uh, interestingengineering.com. This is I see stuff like this. I'm like, stick me back in the tank. Put me in the matrix. This <laughs> yeah. has got a blocked nose. No worries. Soon you'll have another option to breathe through your butthole. You heard it right. In studies exploring treatment for people with respiratory conditions, a team of researchers in Japan has revealed that pigs can absorb oxygen through the anus the scientists discovered that the animals could survive without breathing through their lungs when oxygen, oxygen and oxygenated liquid are pumped through their buttholes into the intestines. Can't you make a new hole and the matrix. Pump, pump it in? <laughs> this is the matrix. This That's is it? the matrix. Yeah, they're 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 in the jelly. Like they're not they're not breathing air. They're they're pumping pumping juices through through that through their buttholes. Yeah, he didn't show the one that was stuffed up his anus. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he releases this one, but simultaneously he's pulling out the bottom too. Right, yeah, I, I read, okay. the shot was always from the chest up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I read a study on this, and I think I think oh, really? I think it was I could have sworn they did a study on some mice too, where they put where they put where they gave it oxygen and then drowned the thing, right? Because I guess no one values mice, right? So they do weird <laughs> things to mice. But but I remember they they're putting oxygen in their butt and seeing how long they would last, right? Compared to just dunking in water and see how long it would last before it drowned. And it lasted longer by a significant amount of time uh, when they pumped oxygen through because I mean, oxygen gets absorbed through, you know, through your tissues and, and eventually will kind of make its way around a little bit, right? I mean, it's not it's not the efficiency of your lungs and the whole that whole system that was created to like pump, you know, through, you know, get the oxygen into your blood, moving around your 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 whole system. But that is, um, I guess, it's a thing. Um, I don't whole know. system. Now, is that something that I'm not aware of? Um, your whole what? system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't learn about your, your holes. Like, your <laughs> whole the whole system. <laughs> Right. Okay. Because uh, yeah, because there was that guy with the pig heart a while back, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it was close to not being rejected by a human, almost. It like says, dirt. yeah. While, while that sounds cool and disturbing, research indicates that it could be possible with humans too, considering that pigs are closer to the latter in physiology and genetic makeup. I'm gonna bet against it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying. Like if I'm yeah. like I think if you submerge somebody head underwater with their ass sticking out, they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. They, sure. are, they might live a few minutes longer, but oh, no, what kind of life is that, right? It's like, the liquid, though. we got to pump the liquid through. And yeah. then where does it go? It's got to come back out, right? Like it goes up, absorbs the oxygen, and then falls out. It just makes me think of like there's a bunch of people on a boat in Alaska, and they're like, oh, it's breaching, and this ass comes out of the water. And <laughs> shoots water out, and then it goes back. And it's like, no, we've just evolved. That's that was nice. beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh man, that was beautiful. You can take a tour and see an ass breach. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly yeah. beautiful. I'm with you. I mean, if we're if we're going there, then just just shut it down, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What's the point? What's the point at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, staying like alive and keeping your brain alive is very different than having like legit life, right? Like obviously yeah. the rest of a lot of the organs in your body are going to start to starve from oxygen. You are going to uh, suffocate, but it's going to last longer and it's just going to be slower, more agonizing death. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't I'm no oxygen it. up my rear. please. We don't like this. Yeah. We don't no. like this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good to get Fair your enough. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for science this week. They didn't like the kid. <laughs> all right. That's all they've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's enough. You got to close tabs eventually. It's like, I can't, I can't. Um, are there any, can we, oh, can we, are we allowed to go back to VR? Yeah, no, I had another question, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You go first. I was just going to ask what their favorite VR games are currently. Yes. You go first, Kiva. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so I'm going to say, first of all, I'm going to say for your average normal type of game, I'm going to say Half-Life Alex. Still oh, yeah. to this day for me is, yes. is uh, you know, the VR game to go to. I'm, I'm also, you know, take that with a grain of salt because I... I'm a huge Half-Life fan. I played all of the Half-Life games as they came out, but Half-Life nailed every aspect of what a VR experience I think should be in that type of game and a story-driven linear experience. I think it was phenomenal. The mechanics were great. Uh, everything just felt really good. It looked really good. It ran really good. Um, but then on the other side, I'm going to say Neos, right? Because, um, and I don't know if you consider that a game, right? It's a social application I don't really. like a VR chat, right? And, um, but you go in there and you can do anything and you can hang out with your friends and have a good time and, and experience something new every single day and every couple minutes of every day. And like, literally it's your full imagination realized anything you can think of can be created in there. And uh, I'm not even exaggerating. It's like, it's, it's unbelievable. So, you know, I, I would say, um, half-life Alex and Neos. Neos. That's a great, I haven't spent enough time in Neos and I need to look back at it, but. Yeah, I'll bring you in, Alex. man. I'll bring you in there. I'll <laughs> okay. melt your brain. Your face will hurt from smiling the entire really? time. Really? Really? Like it okay. is. The, it, there's so much novelty to everything that's happening in there. It's fantastic. And there's so much interaction that doesn't exist on any other social VR platform that, like, you're constantly like, no way. That works? You can do this? Like, someone will be like, Here, here's a jetpack. You're like, what? You put it on your back, clicks on. You're like, no. You push a button. <laughs> take off with it it's like really? holy shit well, yeah. throws a pokeball yeah. at you yeah. and you're sucked into it and boom now your whole vision yeah they're like, throwing you 
it's yeah. we're just scratching the surface here. Like it is. Yeah, wild. Wild. There's wow. nothing that can't be done. Literally nothing. Yeah, it is nuts. Okay, we got to talk that there. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that was. It is the Oasis from from Ready Player One with not as good graphics. Mm. <laughs> okay. Still, yeah, the whole uh, interactive. Ness of it with like you said a jetpack the pokemon ball and then everyone the vision that's that's wild that one of my insane. favorite things to do is just blast people with a rocket launcher because <laughs> it sends you flying across the map <laughs> like <laughs> launch you and you will like just go off into orbit it is so awesome <laughs> i love just like sabotaging people's conversations with it <laughs> uh, yeah you know i asked my neighbor yes exactly you guys, exactly you guys would like it a lot for real because yeah. it's, it's you would go perfect crazy for there. comedy it's yeah. perfect okay like you can make anything happen right and if you get like super into it and you get really nerdy you can uh you can change anything on the fly you don't have to leave vr to make anything to change anything you just zap it with a dev tool you open an inspector window and you can change every aspect of every single thing Add right. drivers to it, add physics to it, add, you know, every everything, manipulate colors and and textures and and just literally anything. It's bananas. Yep. If my rocket launcher doesn't launch you hard enough, I can change that. Turn it up. I just open it up. <laughs> wow. Add the knockback <laughs> times 10. There we go. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Go to the All editor. Right. Add in uh the Willy Wonka Come With Me and You'll See song at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, favorite uh, <laughs> Favorite VR games for me, um, I've, I've honestly, I think I've been able to, to whittle it down to a top three. And uh, I, I claim Beat Saber as my number one. I am a formal, former, and I guess formal martial artist. I am a former musician. And I mean, I still play instruments every now and then, but I used to play in bands and stuff. And in my opinion, Beat Saber is like the perfect blend of those two things. I feel like I'm practicing martial arts with the swords and I feel like I'm playing an instrument while I'm connecting with the music and the haptic vibrations and the controllers and everything burns calories, feels amazing, gives me the same level of expression that being a martial artist or a musician does. And it's just perfect. I don't know what else to say. Beat Saber is fantastic. So I wow. love Beat Saber. Um, Demio is in my top yeah. three. I, it's <laughs> so good. I the hours just slip between my fingers when I play Demio. It's <sighs> the perfect blend of RPG, team play. And one of the things I love about it, and shout out to my boy Aspen Darkfire for making this um, this uh, observation. But you know, I love games like World of Warcraft, you know, MMORPGs, stuff that you can like yeah. go in and be a team with your friends. But when you're doing stuff in real time with your friends, you could have the most epic play in the world. Like you could activate your your damage reduction things and like stay alive in the in the in the moment when it was really really important but everybody else was so busy also being really really important that you don't really share any of those moments together and in demio like it's turn-based so when someone pulls off an epic play we're all there watching we all see what happens and we all celebrate those moments together which i think separates it from a lot of those other games where you're working together on a team trying to pull shit off um it's just comfortable. I can sit there and drink White Claws while I play it. You know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So Demio is in my top three. And then uh, After the Fall for action and also co-op co gameplay. Yeah. Oh. I, every single time yeah. I play After the Fall, I think to myself how badass it is. Like, it is really? so fun. It is the best zombie action style shooter I have ever played. If you jump in there with friends, it is a riot. I Incredible. Those are my top Incredible. three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Great yeah, selection. The there. Definitely is my third as well. 
Mm-hmm. I have Shit. not played that yet. We yeah. tried to, we got into Demio to make like a, you know, one of our videos and just joking around and having fun in there. And then without trying to, like an incredible game of Demio happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Shit got real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, it's the most impressive game that I played, VR game that I played in, in at least a year. It's so good. Yeah, I've been in there recently. Have you, have you seen the updates they've done recently? Demio? Demio? Oh, yeah, yeah. I play they, it all the time. They have uh, a room, like a changing room, where you can change your clothes. They have a, a model painting room where you can paint models up close. Mm-hmm. So crazy. We did uh, we did Demio as one of our demos at Game On Expo this weekend. And everything else, we kept to like 10, 15 minutes and then rotated people out of the headset and allowed them to go and get back in line for another experience or the same experience, whatever they wanted to do. But just to keep things flowing, we kept each play session to about 10 to 15 minutes. Also to keep things safe, you know, we had a lot of younger folks in there and whatever. But Demio, on the other hand, anytime somebody wanted to play Demio, we put the headset on them and we left them alone. And almost everyone who did that was in there for over an hour. They Whoa. played the tutorial yeah. and then they started up a skirmish and yeah. we we didn't see them take that headset off forever. And we just let them sit there because we know what kind of game that is. And we want people to get a really good Demio experience. You know, I, at first I thought that that was like the worst game to demo ever. Like it was going to be so hard for people to get a compelling experience by putting the headset on and sitting down and playing Demio in the middle of a fucking expo. But they did it and they enjoyed it. And people would take the headset off and be like, okay. I see what's going on here, you know, and then like immediately like open up the steam page and learning more about it and stuff. It's, it's got that yes. effect. It pulls you in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I'm, I'm going to be at PAX West at the beginning of September. And if you want to come to the resolution games booth, you'll be able to play Demio with me. Hell yeah, oh, man. Okay. Dude, I'm All like right. seriously considering seeing what I have to do to come out there now. I was planning <laughs> on I was planning on not going, but like now that I see all this happening, I'm like, man, resolution what if they maybe resolution games would give me a pass, you know? Maybe I have those flight miles too. <laughs> like, uh, the FOMO is already hitting me, bro. Like yeah. I, if I don't go to this thing, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. <laughs> when is it? It's uh, September second through the fifth, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Sorry, Mark, you were going to say something. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I don't <clears throat> I don't have a, like a ton of time to play games as much as I'd like. Uh, um, but I remember after we wrapped up with shooting our video for Demio, after that, I was like, guys, I I'll play this whenever you guys want to play this. <laughs> that was that's how much it got me. So, yeah, killer um, game. And I'll tell you what, that P, that PC like flat screen version of the game is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My typical squad is made up out of my wife and two of my friends that I have from real life. And I am the only one in VR. All three of them play the PC VR (laughs) version on steam and they all love it. They all and they love can it. see you in VR while they're they can playing see me that. in VR. But wow. honestly, it's like they're mostly paying attention to the board, you know, like the way yeah. that the camera works. You can't just like pick your head up and look around as easily, you know, but they don't have they, they don't play the VR version and it is not hard to convince them to come and play with me. Like anytime we want to get it done, like everyone's like, yep, 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 yep. So if you <laughs> love Demio, but like you have somebody in your life that is not a VR player, isn't going to buy a quest, get sick, whatever it is. Convince them to try the flat screen version because I have a feeling you guys are going to have a really good time together and you might even turn a Demio player uh, into them or you might turn them into a Demio player. Yes. Yeah. Great selection too. Wow. Um, 
I still think for me, yeah, Half-Life Alex is probably the most impressive to date. It's so good. I'm for some reason I'm still I'm a huge fan of VTOL VR. I don't know. It's just oh, that's a cool. great fly feeling for me. Um and then they have later this year, actually before like I think we like a long time ago, we played once in VR chat, we played a game of Among Us. Yes, you guys, we did. You got you guys were there. It was a long time ago, but Among Us, the official VR game is coming out later this year. I say when it does, we should all get together and play around. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That okay. was lovely. Yeah. I feel bad for my neighbors from from that night because uh <laughs> there's no way you're not screaming your face off when you're playing yes. that game. <laughs> yeah. It's like impossible was, not to yell. It was I was super impressed by whoever developed that game in VR chat, like the the screens that you could witness while you were out of the round and the way it worked, it was I was blown away by just what people are making in there, you know. Mm-hmm. I know now, it was really good. What I can't stop thinking about now is how does is there anything like that or to that level in Neos? There is a complete um Among Us game in Neos as well that's even better than the VR chat one. All of the tasks are doable. Um I it's it's like next level from the VR chat one. And it really makes me wonder how Shell Games is gonna pull this off. I mean, you know, the graphics in the Neos one are so good too. So really? Good. Wow. Yeah. And you know, the Shell Games one is 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 cartoony looking, but it's it's more you know, to what the original game uh is. So I don't know, we'll see. I mean, I think they're all going to have um they're all gonna be great because Among Us is just super fun. It is. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there are some mechanics in the original Among Us game that, like, prevent you from communicating with each other when, like, the team meetings aren't happening. You know, like, you're running around and, like, no one's speaking because, like, the the actions are happening, but then you call the team meeting and then everyone comes together and that's when we're able to communicate. Am I, is that right? Yeah, I think think so. Yeah, I think so. Because there's nothing that prevents that from happening in the VR chat or the Neos versions, which I think Mm. will be a welcome change if Shell Game includes that typical mechanic because then there's a little bit more strategy involved it it becomes less of like a shouting match and just like a blaming everyone and just instantly hitting the button and like blaming people and having fun and more like i don't know like uh more strategy i guess you know that kind of thing i would like to see it just to have a little bit more gameplay that you know um like restricts what people are able to do so that way you can be a little bit more strategic or pull off some sneakier shit or something like that I love yelling at everybody. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it is. It's so fun. It's great. Yeah. Lying it. is really fun. You know, I'm not a liar <laughs> in my life. Like I, I've literally been liberated by the truth. I promise you, if you ask me how I feel about something, I'm probably going to give you a way more blunt answer than you were expecting. And maybe even catch you off guard, which <laughs> I'm working on. I'm trying to make sure that I communicate in a way that it doesn't make people uncomfortable. But the reality is, is that I'm not a liar. And There's a game called um, Werewolves Within, which is very similar kind of thing. (laughs) I loved that game so much. I did too. It gave me an opportunity to lie to people in a a safe place, you know, and I could really work (laughs) on my lying. And it is fun, man. I can see why people get addicted to it. Oh, that was so good. And it was like, so good. Kind of fell off the radar a bit. And it was that like, would be oh. one. It would be very easy to convince me to fire up my PlayStation and and, and jump in there because it's Why been years since quest? I played it. That's like a home run right there. That on would the be quest. great yes. on the quest. Yeah. What if we so just played good. it? 
within the last six months, didn't we? On Did you yeah, really? Tr we, tr we tried it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it still works, but I think it works better on PS. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cross-platform though, so it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if you if you jump it on Steam or PlayStation VR. But I loved it, and I would happily play that game anytime mm -hmm. somebody's trying to get one of those together. I would lose hours at night playing with strangers. I okay, can only imagine well, what it's like playing with your friends. Okay. That's another one we got to do then. Yeah. Yes, okay. please, <laughs> we'll please, please, okay. werewolves within. You know they're making a movie with that franchise. <laughs> oh yeah, no right. way. <laughs> yep, yep. There's a werewolves within <laughs> movie coming out that's based wow. off of the game. That's right. Yeah. How? It's a sequel to Liar Liar, actually. It's in the same universe. <laughs> in the Lions, same universe. Yeah. Dude, Liar Liar is amazing. That is such a great movie. Someone yeah, was inspired to make a movie because of that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they just wow. thought it was a convenient kind of universe to make like a clue esque kind of movie. You know, clue is based off a game, werewolves within, mm -hmm. one of the people is a werewolf, who done it kind of thing. It's probably yes. going to be fun. Yeah. Like, where I, does I it got, stop? I want to see a movie like based on Connect Four. Or... Yeah. <laughs> it's too much action for me. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> like, like, they did Battleship. Like, let's just do Pog. Right. Or, no, they did like, do Battleship. Or something. <laughs> they did wow. with Dwayne four. The Rock Johnson. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Connect Four the movie. I would yeah. I'd watch it with yes. Pierce Brosnan as the lead. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's a general with plans, and they're looking over at a table with a team, and they're like, it looks like we're going to have to connect four. He said it. He said the fucking movie. <laughs> um, I know. I'm glad you said Sean Connery. I was getting Hunt for Red yeah. October vibes while we were talking. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, yeah. I thought right. it was just me. Everything's lit by a red light. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I I have a question. So you guys obviously are always on the forefront, and you're in the, um, you guys know what's going on in VR. There's sometimes like we get into games, and it's like, oh, this is a really cool game, and then the developer will will just like abandon the game, uh, and it just will be like a, a dead game that exists or something like that. And for a little while, it felt like is VR dying, or is it, or is it like, or is is this kind of the end where like people are like doing games and they, they don't work on it, so the games are going to be shitty, and therefore people are playing <laughs> shitty games. You're like, eh, it's not really for me. Obviously, we've all just talked about a, a bunch of games that are fucking killer, but but I, I don't know. There, 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 it seems like there's a little couple of months or maybe even a year that we were like look, look, looking at games, and it felt like VR was in purgatory. We're like. Is this regressing? Is this advancing? Um, I don't know. What do you? I mean, obviously, your your friends developing smells and stuff. So that's obviously <laughs> people are trying at least. But like, I don't know. I, I, well, Apple's coming out with one, right? And I'm sure that's going to be a whole thing. They are. That's so, going to be huge, man. Yeah, that's, that's going to be huge. So yeah. I don't Steve, know. I, I think you should respond to this first. Yeah. So there's 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 a few points to this. Uh, that I think they're that are important, right? So there's a lot of games out there that anyone can make a game and put it on the Steam store. Doesn't matter how bad it is, how good it is. There's no restrictions. There's no curation. You can put a game on there. You can be a single developer. You can get a wild hair up your ass and be like, I'm going to make a VR game. I'm going to put it up. And hardware changes and things happen. And you're like, eh, I'm not making a lot out of this because I suck at marketing. Nobody knows my game exists, right? 
and no one's buying your game. So where's the incentive for you to go in and spend more time working on it, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of good programmers out there that just are terrible at marketing their game. They're just really bad at it, right? So, so the player base dies. Um, they're not able to to keep up with the things that that they need to keep up with. Um, but I, you, you don't typically see that type of behavior like on the Quest Store, for example, right? Quest has the biggest ecosystem that there is right now. There's tens of millions of headsets out there. There's a lot of active players, um, and you don't really see any dead games. But mm. you do see those on some of the bigger platforms where. There's just a bazillion titles and you have to do things to make your game stand out. So people will play them. You know, there's some, there's some great games that I like to play. Um, that's just the devs. I don't, I don't know what their deal is. Like they need direction. They need, you know, it's like any other business. It's, you know, you could, you could have a restaurant out there, um, that's down the street from a bunch of restaurants that are doing great, but this one restaurant's doing terrible, right? The, it could be a million different reasons why maybe the game isn't that great or the, or the owner just abandoned it and it just has life problems or they just suck. You know what I mean? There's yeah, just yeah. so many things, <laughs> um, you know, so I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different reasons, but I think on the more popular platforms, you're going to see a lot less of that. Yeah. Okay. And you know, personally, I, I think that someone to follow for this question is Denny Unger, the developer of pistol whip. He, because I honestly believe that we're almost in this like chicken in the egg kind of scenario, right? Where like they, the developers need to have the funding and the money and the support to pull off the kind of experiences that are going to keep people playing for five, six, seven, ten years. You know, like there's a there's a MOBA called Smite that I've been playing since. 2011. You know what I mean? I just play with my friends. It's something that we've incorporated into our lives. And that's that. That's just there, you know. And to your point, VR multiplayer communities don't really do that. You know, I think there's a few reasons why. I think adoption is a big reason. You know, I think there's more people playing Smite than there are people in VR right now, you know, and like that's a big problem. We need a lot of people. So, in order for the experiences to come out that are compelling enough, that have the right IPs, that are just absolutely crushing it, the studios need to have the support and the funding and the time to be able to pull this shit off. You know, Pistol Whip has been out for a long time. It's a great game. And with that funding, now Cloudhead Games is working on something awesome. We don't know what it is. We don't know what the IP is, but it is going to be great. And that's why I say follow Denny because he talks about that chicken and the egg scenario. You know, like he's a, he's a successful developer and we still don't have Pistol Whip 2, the grand game that blows everybody's minds, you know, or whatever the IP is. It may not, maybe it won't be Pistol Whip, but the point is, is that there you need to be successful in order to pull off the stuff that people want, but you can't pull that off without funding and putting something out that you can sell that's going to get some income coming you know so you make a game like pistol whip that maybe doesn't have like a huge community it's not like or i mean like, like an online community you know which in my opinion is what really is required in today's day and age in today's gaming if i was making a game flat screen or vr i would make a free-to-play online multiplayer game that allowed you to pay for cosmetics as a way of of monetizing the experience because if the game is good enough people will download it for free cross-platform i think is another huge aspect that will help help make a game successful um, and i think it's coming in vr i really do i think we're starting to see companies put out games that are high quality that are 
almost being used as stepping stones to get to where we're going. You know, we've talked a lot about like the future of VR and what that looks like. And, you know, we just did this expo where we had 11 headsets running in this uh, on a 40 by 40 space. And every single one of them is like a huge ass brick that's heavy and uncomfortable. And it's mm. going to look hilarious in 10 years. You know, like all those photos yeah. from that event, people are going to be like, oh my God, look at what everyone yeah. in that space is wearing. <laughs> wow. You know, so it's, it's getting there a little bit of a chicken and the egg scenario, but I do believe that in the next five to 10 years, we'll start to see some of those GTAs, some of those, you know, Fortnite, some of those games that are easily easy to get into, really hard to put down and allow you to connect with people on multiple platforms. Yeah. And you mentioned GTA as well, right? So it's, so it's important to think about how long a development cycle is for a game that can hold you for a long time. So Rockstar Games has a massive team that worked on Grand Theft Auto V. And the devs, the de development cycle on that was like six years, right? So yeah. if yeah, right. if they started making a game like that when VR first started, right. like the new generation of VR, it would just be coming out right now, right? Mm -hmm. So like we got, we, it's just you know takes time to make to make things like that. Yeah. Wow. I I think you covered it. Yeah. yeah. Great answers too. Chicken of the egg. Next question. Next yeah. question. <laughs> 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 I have a question. Mark said something, you know, about Skiva's friend is developing smells. Yeah. We've developed the, the new test. Everybody's familiar with the new, uh, with umami, the, the, the flavor. Yeah. Would the new smell be Udaddy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, we can move on. Uh, I, I, I was assuming that was a rhetorical question. I wasn't going to answer. No, no, I, I was looking for an answer. <laughs> Hundred percent, yes. Yeah, great. Skiva's working great. on that flavor. <laughs> I, I'm under NDA though, so I can't really give you any details. Okay. Understood. Great. Oh my god. What um, our our favorite thing about VR is the the tech issues. You had yeah. you had eleven headsets <laughs> that's running for an entire weekend. <laughs> How are you guys okay? Is like everybody's <laughs> blood pressure is okay. And we crushed it so goddamn hard, it's insane. Like wow. I was blown away at the end of the weekend. Like impossible to put into words how selfless everyone was, how generous everyone was with their energy and time, and how professional everyone was with the execution of this thing. It's it's mind blowing, honestly. We had wow. you know uh, yeah. multiple friends and family members step up to help us pull this thing off, and everyone just clicked. It was like a grandfather clock of gears just moving, and uh, just kept everything flowing smoothly. We had a couple of ladies running a front desk, and they were like hostesses at a restaurant, like quoting people times, getting people in the queues for wow. each game. Whoa. Like Jeez. it was, it was so so awesome. Like yeah, I, the I mean, cues for each game were were close to two hours long too. But no at the same way. time, you, yeah, you got to remember too though that we're not your Joe and Sally Walmart, right? We are we are VR people, right? Like mm -hmm. my day job, one of my tasks in my day job is to troubleshoot VR for for VR arcades and like keep things going and um you know make stuff work. So I'm in VR all the time. I'm troubleshooting VR all the time and. Uh, uh, and and so is the case with some of the people that that were there. Some of our friends that were there are just in it all the time, and they work in it. Um, so you know, we know a lot of the problems, and we know some of the things that are going to be 
coming up and we have a lot of resources to make things run smoothly and figure out problems fast. And, uh, you know, there are, there's, you know, especially PC VR, you know, is can, can have issues just like regular gaming can, right? Like there's so many different graphics cards and processors and motherboards and driver sets for every mm-hmm. single one of them. And like, it's, it's a pain sometimes to, to make things work on a PC. And that's why it's nice to buy a PlayStation, right? You plug it in, you stick the disc in or you download a game and it just works. And that's kind of what's nice about, you know, the whole quest thing, right? You know, there's a lot of bad things about it, you know, the data harvesting and all that stuff. Right. But <laughs> at the same time, you put the headset on, you click the game and guess what? It just works. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that's, you know, and that's pretty and I'll awesome. take this moment to say shout out to the sponsors that helped us with this thing, right? Like Pimax sent us two 8KXs to use for this event. Holy crap. Meta sent us four quests to do, to use for this thing. And Bobo VR sent us <clears throat> all of the head straps and battery packs we needed to hot swap batteries and keep the quest run, running literally for the entire event. We never had a quest battery die the entire time. So mm-hmm. using the Pimax though, Skiva almost didn't get it up and running in time for the event. The Pimax presented some issues, but he yes. managed to pull it off. Yep. Damn, man. Yeah, for real. They're, our sponsors were great. You know, we had some game studios that sponsored us as well, like Resolution Games, uh, Potem Works with Smash Drums. Um, uh, who else? There was Swordsman. Bison Studio. Bison Studio. So, so we had some great support. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're VR people, so we were able to keep it going and keep it going well. But to be honest with you, once everything was going, there wasn't a lot of issues. Things just things just worked. That's great. So, a well-oiled machine happening. Straight up. Jeez. <sighs> Tech issues are a bummer, though. You know, to mm-hmm. this day, I'll, I'll fire up my index and like, oh, damn it, where's my sound? Ah, mm-hmm. the reboot, yes. reboot mm-hmm. Steam, reboot my computer, comes back. Yeah. Okay, there's my sound. Like, there's, there's definitely issues. But, yeah. you know, we're getting, like I said, with the Quest and, and mobile headsets like Vive Focus 3 and the Pico Neo 4 that's coming and the new Apple headset that's coming. It's all like, it's all more like a console. You turn it PSVR on. PSVR 2 is going to crush it. Bro. PSVR 2. It is going to crush yeah. it. It okay. is going yeah. to crush it. I am so excited yeah. for PSVR 2. I think that's going to be the headset to own. Why? Absolutely. Okay. Why is that? Because I think, <clears throat> I think out of all of them, and maybe obviously I don't know as much about the systems and everything. It seems like PlayStation, the the original one is on the lower end, right? It is mm-hmm. now. Now so, it is. Yeah. yeah. Right now it is. So you're saying the the second version is going to come in and crush it. I think so. I think they've learned a lot from the market and what other people have done over the past couple of years. You know, I think they've used every other headset that's come out and said, okay, this is great. Let's use this from this one. Let's use that from this one. Um, I think one of the reasons that PlayStation VR was so widely adopted is the fact that people already had PlayStations. Mm-hmm. You have right. a, a PlayStation, Christmas comes along. What's your gamer son want? I don't know. Let's get him another accessory. Oh, this thing looks cool. Bam. Done. Affordability, right? Too. Yeah, he's I mean, in. Yeah. You're halfway there. You know, so many people already have ps5s playstation 5s are insanely powerful computers they're so awesome you know and the the haptic tech that they've included on the playstation vr to you know the graphical ability the exclusives that they have access to like horizon zero dawn you know uh, or even being able to tap into stuff like like uh steam or not steam but um valve you know like every like half-life games are available on consoles i fully expect half-life alex to be playable on a ps5 Absolutely. You know, and that nice. would be an opportunity for people to play Half-Life in VR and all oh, they already have the PS5 and now Half-Life Alex hits, they're going to go out and get that headset. 
it's done. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. done. I yeah. think, and then the community grows and everyone starts participating in those games together. Um, I, I don't know. I think PlayStation's going to, I think it's going to. Have you guys it. used a, a PlayStation 5 with the adaptive triggers on the controllers? That's a, that's a point I was actually just getting ready to bring up because I, I think that's the only innovation in this generation of console. Everything else is just more graphical power, which who yeah. uh, we, we knew that was going to happen. Right. So yeah. I, as soon as you all started thinking, I was like, okay, the dual sense controller, totally, whatever, however they incorporate that into their VR stuff mm-hmm. is probably going to be amazing. And, and we'll, yeah, those adaptive triggers are on the new PSVR two controllers. Well, there you go. So being able to like, like squeeze a gun trigger and have it like kick back on your finger and feel and different through, through gun. you know, cause like you can pull it a little bit, yeah. but then it goes, you know, and like to feel yeah. that. You, you, so many cool things you can do with so those wild. triggers, right? So those they're, they're those triggers are insane. Yeah. And, and, and like, uh, yeah, like just the, the few things that I've really used it for you. It's one of those things you don't realize how much it adds mm-hmm. yeah. because it's a it's, big deal. It, it works so well, but like it's a big deal. And when you're in an immersive environment like virtual reality, it's even a bigger deal. And that headset has built-in facial haptics. You're going to be feel headshots and different things that are going to be happening in the headset that you're going to yep. feel it. Feel it headshots. A, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> be great. Be great. It has the highest resolution of of any VR system pretty much out right now. Well, and you and know one of the for back shots. I don't know if that's that. Yeah, well, no, no, just straight in the face. You get shot in the face. You're gonna feel this shit. Uh, 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 here's okay. the, you know, the other one of the things that I love about the PlayStation VR, and and this is actually what we did at Game on Expo. We had two PlayStation VRs running, and they were both seated experiences with a gamepad. Because so often we imagine VR as this like standing up, swinging your arms around, like such an active thing. Yeah. Both hands are separate. It's not like a traditional like gaming experience, you know, and. I'm not going to forget about the dual sense. There are going to be multiple VR experiences that use the dual sense controller. And that feels so good to have a controller in your hand and play a game like a video game, you know, like VR isn't always a video game, you know, but Astrobot rescue rescue mission on PSVR is a video game. And it feels so good to sit down and have a game pad in your hands and play that. So PlayStation VR is also going to have experiences like that, where you can sit down, relax, throw the headset on, have a game pad, woo, you know, have a blast, enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. The dynamic foveated rendering that comes with eye tracking. I don't think people fully grasp what that's going to bring. Mm, yeah. It's a lot of big words, right? But eye tracking <laughs> looks and sees where your, where your pupils are. And, I'm looking and, forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. So wherever you're looking is where the screen will, re- will, will, um, will be in its fullest high resolution spot right there. Everything else can look like it does in real life. You're looking around everything in your peripheral vision is a blurry mess, but you don't care because you look over at what you want and that's full high definition view of what you're looking at. And that's the same thing with, with what's going to happen with the PlayStation VR 2. You'll be able to render out a very tiny section of the screen at that 4K and have a really clear picture, but not have to render everything else out, which gives you so much performance. You know, mm, one of the yeah. issues with the 8KX is you have all of this field of view with the with a with a Pimax 8KX, but you have to render the entire screen all the way around your peripheral vision to be 100% clear, which takes a monster of a machine, mm. right? When you only have to render that little teeny tiny place where you're looking, you get all of that performance back in the system and you can really make really awesome, really great compelling experiences that are just gonna blow people away. Wow. And maintain oh, their right. frame rates. 
I maintain mm-hmm. the frame rate. That's right. That's huge. Which leads to a yeah. comfortable experience. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. I can't wait for, uh, yeah, fa- eye tracking, facial expressions. Imagine looking at your friend and you're seeing their facial expression, like exactly yeah. how it really Especially is. Especially for you, you know? guys. Especially yeah. for the kind of shit yeah. that you guys do. When he looks over and he's like, oh, God, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's yeah. going to be good. Perfect. Can't wait. I still, have you guys done much uh, uh, VR racing, like with the wheel and pedals? Mm. I have. Yeah. That's, I've done a little bit. Shit's cool. Yeah, that's the one thing that I still haven't done that I, I really, really want to do. It's cool when you're doing it. Here's two two things wrong with this, right? Is <laughs> is one, if you're gonna get motion sickness, this is where it's gonna happen. Okay. Right. In a car game, you're if you have any susceptibility to motion sickness, it's probably gonna make you barf. Right. We all know we're in a car so much of our lives, our body is very familiar with what it's like to ride in a car. Every subtlety with turning everything you feel every g-force every single thing you feel and when when it's not there it can really mess with you if you're a vr veteran you, you might be fine right like i have no problem i'll spin around 360 smashing the walls and i'm good right and and it's a really cool experience because you reach out you grab the wheel there's the wheel there it is like you look around you're in a car it's really really cool uh we don't have a whole ton of really cool vr games like driving simulator games right like a lot of the games you start in flat mode and you click an option for vr and then you don't even get into the vr experience till you're in the car then you put the headset on right so there isn't a lot of games that are really made for vr that are really good driving simulator games you know they all take a lot of configuration messing with the wheels messing with you know all of the things that the jank that you have to mess around with with uh, pc gaming in general mm-hmm. uh, so that's a that's kind of a hard one you know project cars is great and um dirt and uh even um american truck simulator is really good like riding around in rigs and stuff it's it's all it's all really good uh but you know definite high risk of motion sickness the difference maker so. with that stuff for me is the haptics in the wheel like it yeah. feels so good when you like go off road and the wheels like, gah, 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 like oh, really? hands, you know, like, yeah, it's the haptics in the wheel that I think really separate the wheel and pedal experience from a controller experience. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. This action has its thing, right. And like the foot pedal action, sure. That has this thing too. But like, I, this is like one of those things where it's like adding that third sense of the touch completely mm-hmm. transforms the experience. You know, when you can feel that thing shaking when you're off road and it smooths out when you get back on the road, like that feels quite nice. And you're turning and it's pulling, it's, it's fighting you. Yeah. It's like going know, back. Like an actual yep. car wheel. Yeah. Wood. yeah there's yeah. like force yeah. feedback in the wheel. Modern, yeah. the modern wheels are, are ridiculous. The one I played, I think it was just with a controller, but I played, uh, was it project cars that's on PS VR? Uh, drive they- club. Maybe it was Drive Club. I, I think mm-hmm. it was Drive Club. I played that yeah. and just for a few minutes and I didn't have to have any sort of driving aid, like visual driving aid. This, you, you could, that sense of speed, like to be able to know when to start slowing down for a corner, mm-hmm. like just that ability was like, okay, I get it. I want to do this a lot more now. Like this actually feels like driving a car. Yeah, it can be really close. It can also, be really close. Shout out to what the Wipeout Collection for PlayStation VR. That's like an amazing yeah. PSVR exclusive if you're a PSVR owner. Wipeout in VR, 
Really? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Wipeout is one of the best PSVR games, period. It is so good. Really? And it's online, too. You can jump online with your friends yeah. and race in that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's up there with like Resident Evil 7 and some of the, the yeah. really good ones. Honestly, Wipeout I see Resident Evil 7, Astrobot, and Wipeout. Those really? are my top yeah. three PlayStation VR exclusives. Yeah. Damn, that, that, nice. covers, that covers it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, guys, is there anything else? Yeah. Do we do we have? That was a lot of. That was a huge cover. That was great. I yeah. mean, that was great. We we have a a huge. Yeah, you know, our gamers are listening. Go look at Between Realities podcast. Yeah, for Where, more of this. Tune in every Friday. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. like like I said earlier, we like to kind of like peel away the layers, you know, and I think that we had ourselves a, a legitimate between realities conversation here. This was know? great, yeah. Yeah, this is good. They can find you on your Twitch, right? We we stream primarily on YouTube. Oh, on but, YouTube, sorry. Mm-hmm, that's where we do our live show. Um, but maybe we'll add Switch for season or for Twitch for season six. I don't know. Uh, but we also upload our episodes after the fact, after they've been live to all of the major podcast platforms. Oh, Steve awesome. does a great job of making sure that that happens every week. Nice. <laughs> and then any social media or Twitter or so go to youtube.com slash between realities, subscribe to that. Watch every single episode, like them all. Then go to Twitter. <laughs> find we are us, on Twitter. Find yeah. us on Twitter. Okay. You know, I'm on there. Alex VR Skeev is on there. Between Realities has its own separate Twitter handle as well. Those are probably the two best places. And then we have our own Discord channel, which of course you guys are going to have linked somewhere for people mm-hmm. to join, so they can join into our community. Um, so Discord, Twitter. Watch us on Fridays on uh, on YouTube. Um, and you can also catch the episodes on uploadvr.com when they uh, when they share them after the live episode as well. Great. Now, Thank you for that. I know we're we're just we're we're winding down, but I you know, watching some of y'all's podcasts and everything and, and it seems like there's a lot. What what is upload VR and what how are y'all connected to that? Upload VR is the Number one news source for virtual reality news on the internet right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have anything to back that up, but I'm pretty sure that that's a, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an accurate claim. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, it is. Good. That's, the that's enough thing. for our yes. I think yeah, we the don't. Yeah. They're, and they're great. Yeah. <laughs> so we are upload VR correspondents. So they we leverage their platform to brand between realities and and hopefully grow our audience. Um, and then we represent upload at. Um, at like live events and, you know, like we'll go to an expo as upload correspondents, do video coverage, grab interviews with people. And then we give all of that footage to upload and they make videos out of it and share it and then link mm-hmm. us on all of that stuff. So they say, Hey, between realities went to GDC this year for us and they interviewed all these guys and here's what they saw, you know, and they'll make, make videos like that for us. Yeah. We also do uh, shows for them on directly on upload VR's uh, YouTube channel as well. Like we do a show called backseat VR developer where we play, uh, we play VR games with the developers that created them. And uh, you know, they, 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 you know, help us through the game and we ask them all kinds of questions about the game while we're playing it. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's awesome to play the game with the people that made it. Yeah. So, and have yeah, them be like, oh, well. you know, funny thing about this room that when we when we developed <laughs> this, that wasn't there, you know, or, oh, hey, if you turn this corner, there's a secret right over here, you know, like yeah. it's like a backseat driver, but you had the developer of the game back there telling you where to go and what to do. 
like live director's commentary. Exactly. Yeah. Playing it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, where, where can, can we find like a link to, to like a upload VR East coast correspondent application or anything? Are they, <laughs> dude, you have to be like a big deal. That's the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta be a big, big, big yeah. deal. And of course that's why they've reached out to us. You know, you guys probably have, it's an up, it's going to be an uphill battle for you, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. We, we could put in a good word for you. You know, we could see what happens. Put in a bad yeah. word. Make it a challenge. Yeah. 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 Dude, these guys suck. Trust people me. need to know who you are. Yeah. Make, it, make yeah. it more of an uphill battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to fight. Uh, yeah. Like I said earlier, though, you guys are doing VR a good service, though. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's what, that's what we need. Yeah. Thank you. So, Thanks, guys. Yeah. That's awesome. We're compelled. That. We're compelled. <laughs> we, we wouldn't if we could help it. But... Uh, we put the headsets on our lives changed and uh, same happened and to me that. that first time. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I had that experience too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This has been really, really awesome guys. Thank yeah. you so much yeah. for having us. And uh, yeah. we know Thank that you you'll guys. accept the invitation to come and join us on between realities at some point. Yeah, I hope I want to see sure. you guys next season on between realities. That'd be absolutely killer. I'd love to talk to you guys and uh, we can dive a little deeper into, into some of the magic uh, that VR provides. For sure. Oh, yeah. I'm Amazing. there. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Excellent. Right. I'll, I'll fly out. I've never been to Arizona before. You guys do it all live, right? <laughs> we do it live. Yeah, come on down. We'll, uh, we'll send you a check. You know, you can buy your flights and, uh, yeah you said i could edit anything out that, that. No. <laughs> or you, yeah we can just have a discord call how about we do that jeff steven and mark from Hummies VR Comedy. I'm just going to wrap this up for you if you don't. Thank you guys so much for hosting myself, Alex VR, and Skiva from Between Realities. This has been an amazing episode, a great, healthy conversation, and um, I'm pretty sure the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Thank you both. Thank you. Well done. That was, yeah, good closing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>